This is the BBC. This podcast is supported by advertising outside the UK. BBC Sounds. Music, radio, podcasts. And cross strikes in the first over. It's what England were looking for. Hartley bowls down the track, comes scoring this time, chicken axe. It's either six or out, it's six. Hello and welcome back to No Balls the Cricket Podcast with me, Alex Hartley, and you, Catherine Laura Cross. Why are you middle naming me? Because I thought I'd spice things up a little bit, you know? Nice, nice, okay. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm all right, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Very, very well. Good. I have got over my really bad day yesterday. I had one of those days where cricket makes you cry. Um, but today's a new day. I've had 11 and a half hours sleep and I'm good. Lovely. You did say that. You said, I need to have a cry. I need to eat some food. I need to get into bed and I need to sleep for half of the day, which you've done. So I'm proud of you. Well done. So I'm back, baby. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like we start these podcasts now with you not being back, giving a reason why you've got back and then saying you're back. And then we go through it all again. Yeah, because the podcast recording day is my favourite day of the week. It is. We've been, oh my God, I've been looking forward to this day since last Thursday because I've got so, so much on my sticky note to get through. Oh my God, I'm so excited. Are you all right, by the way? Yeah, you asked me that and I said I'm really well, thanks. Yeah, but you meant to ask twice. Sorry. Um, Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I travelled down to Bristol yesterday to meet up with the one-day squad. Because she's in the England team, baby. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Um, So yeah. Good. We've got our first game on Thursday. We've got a five-match series against New Zealand, which feels really strange because it feels like the end of the season and I've got more international cricket ahead of me. Yeah. I've played this summer. Honestly, Crossy, like, I don't know how you're going to play another five games because I am exhausted. And it's September, so it's going to be cold and three of them are day-night games. So I'm a, I'm a touch apprehensive. Let's be honest, you're not going to play five because it will rain for at least one of those days every single chance yeah although it's september and it rained like all of august so you just never know with these seasons now do you i think the seasons need to change i said this at training the other day i've got a theory in fact someone messaged us saying that we needed another rat and pig theory yeah i've got another theory i think well i think we've got the same theory well probably because i probably said it to you a month ago and you've probably latched onto it and said it's your theory now because you are the podcast (laughs) oh here we go (laughs) i didn't mean it like that you know i didn't well, it, that is, I'm clipping that up and I'm going to put that all over the internet and that is where you're at now. Um, yeah, so my theory, I'll say mine and you can say yours. Um, I think the months of the year have changed. So I think that everything has shifted back a month now. So actually, yeah. summer should be the months of July, August and September. Yeah. And then we go into autumn and then winter is January, February, March. That's yeah. my theory. So my theory is that the month should be shifted back a month and so yeah, nice. summer should be June, July, August. I thought you were going to say your theory is that all the months are 11 months behind. That works as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's my theory. So anyway, we're playing cricket in September. We did it last year at Derby and I remember clutching a hot water bottle for the entire series. Yeah, same. I remember commentating in a winter coat. Yeah, not good. So yeah, I'm good. We've we're I'm actually in a bit of isolation because it's we've had our last COVID test this morning, so I've just got to wait for that to come back negative, and then I can go and mingle with the girls again, which I'm really looking forward to. Yes, you get to see everybody. And the last time you played an ODI, you got five for. No, the last time I played an ODI, I got one for. Last time you played an ODI series, you got a five for. Yes. <laughs> good stuff. Good to see you doing your homework, Al. <laughs> yeah, good. I've got till Thursday to do that, so we're all good. Right, first thing on my sticky note, we didn't mention last week the fact that you did that incredible voiceover for the BBC. Oh, we yeah, didn't we didn't. No, we just left it. Yeah, completely ignored it. Obviously, it's the Hindsight podcast. How good was that? I know. like, And I was so surprised when I listened to it back. I've actually watched it 50 odd times now and it gives me goosebumps every time. I'm like, that is me. Honestly, it, it like blew my mind that I sit here every single week with you and watch you struggle to read out a simple email. <laughs> and then I listened to that and it was like you were David Attenborough or something. I've never seen anyone narrate something so well. 
Do you know what was quite good as well? I still had my chest infection, so my voice was quite like more sexy and husky. A bit raspy. Yeah. Yeah, like that... Phoebe and Friends, yeah. Yeah, so my voice was probably better than it is now. So anyone listening to that voiceover, it's on Al's Instagram page, Go and, and she tweeted it as well. Go and listen to it and just imagine the like green mucus in the back of her throat while she's saying it. <laughs> and between lines, I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, nice. Um, the other thing that I want to talk about, sorry to interrupt you before we go on, you made your fighting talk debut as well on Saturday. Yes, I did. I did. And I listened to it because I'm a good friend and I had nothing else to do that morning. <laughs> and I was in stitches when you were talking about the fact that well, they brought up the fact we got this podcast called No Balls and it's a great name. Yeah. And you, the alternative, our sister podcast is called Stuart Broad's Floppy One. Yeah, how good? How good is that? <laughs> because on to anyone that's not listened to Fighter Teen Talk, um, they said it's International Hat Day on Wednesday. Think of a sports person that wears a hat. And I was like, Stuart Broad's floppy one. Nice. Great name for a rival podcast. Yeah, well, it was meant to be our sister podcast. Great name for our sister podcast. So I don't know who's, maybe Brody and Molly can do it. Yeah, nice. Talk about Stuart Broad's floppy one. <laughs> so good what a chaotic show fighting talk is by the way um it didn't come across that way um no it it was good it was I've never listened to it so I didn't really know what to expect but I didn't realize it was an actual game show yeah neither did I but you got to be on it with one of my heroes Richard Osman yeah what a funny man he is so funny and I was stood there sat there thinking how am I on this show with these people you got a good agent that's why yeah great agent right on my sticky note, I've made notes this week, Crossy. Good. Because I'm back. The podcast is back. So I went down to Somerset County Cricket Ground to watch a T20, the last T20 of the England series the other day. And I met a lovely girl called Meg who listens every week. And we don't normally do this, but she asked for a shout out. So hello, Meg. Hi, Meg. That is it. Okay. Lovely. Uh, you, there was actually a bit more to that story, isn't she? Because her number one, she's my number one fan. Yeah, well, I didn't want to get into that. So Come I on, asked her, okay, okay. I said, who's your favourite England cricketer? She said, Catherine Brunt and Kate Cross and Kate Cross. I love Kate Cross. I said, all right then. Who's your favourite Manchester Originals player? Kate Cross. I was like, bye. Right, see ya. <laughs> bye. <laughs> we'll cut that short. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, Right, I've got another thing. On, I've got so much on this sticking out. We could, this could be a long episode because we've okay, got guests as well. We have got a guest. There's been a movement on Instagram and mm. on Twitter. The no-ballers, the psychopath spuds, are calling for Trough and Peak of the Week again. Yes, they are. They really want Trough and Peak of the Week. Like, it was like 90% yes and 10% yeah. no. And we stopped doing it because it was mostly during lockdown, wasn't it? It was like our our peak of the week was the fact that we saw the postman that day. And it just all got a bit lame. So we canned it and they want it back. Well, should we bring it back? Well, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here, Al. Okay. But let's do trough and... Peak of the week. Peak of the week. Please, can you go first? Yeah. Okay. So um, my peak of the week was the fact that I scored my first... List A50 since 2014 on Friday at sale. How good from And I did it. I did it in front of a group of cavemen with two dinosaurs. I did it in front of two frogs and a wizard. And I did it in front of some people who should have been watching Virat Kohli bat and instead were watching Kate Cross bat. Yeah, well, you've just taken my peak of the week away from me. Well, I can't have done because you didn't know we were doing it until 45 seconds ago. And then I was thinking about it. I was like, that crowd is going to be my peak of the week. Well, my, that wasn't my peak of the week. So go ahead. So my peak of the week is the test match got cancelled. <laughs> it's not the peak. I'm giving <laughs> okay. it some context. <laughs> yeah, keep going. Um, and a few of the members, members, crowd members, didn't know what to do for the day. So they Googled the nearest cricket ground. And I think Wanks put a thing out saying, if you want to go and watch the girls, they're at sale. So we had stag do's, people in fancy dress, all coming to watch us play cricket and absolutely loving it, getting involved, like shouting, screaming, chanting our names. And it was incredible. They were brilliant. I was actually fielding in front of a group of lads and they said to me, they said, because you were bowling at the time, they said, is there any nicknames for Hartley? Like bearing in mind, they didn't know who was playing. They just saw your name on the back of your shirt. 
So I gave them one of our nicknames for you. Yeah. And the second you were about to bowl, they shouted it and you absolutely wet yourself, didn't you? You like couldn't bowl for laughing. Yeah. And then so funny. you took a wicket when you finally did get, you know, stop laughing enough to bowl. You took a wicket and you were giving it the old like pointing at them in the crowd. I and I, I'm running through pointing at them as well. And it we was ran towards brilliant. the crowd to point it, at them and be like, that was for you. It was brilliant. I've got it clipped up, actually. I will. When this comes out, I'll tweet that because it's a very funny video. And there's, without context, it's not funny. But now that people know the story, it is very good. Nice. What is your trough of the week? Trough of the week. Um, do you have one while I'm thinking? Yeah, I do. Um, we played the most horrendous game of cricket yesterday against the Northern Diamonds at Durham County Cricket Ground. And it made my day so bad. You know, they scored 300 and we scored 140 or something. It was just one of those days where you set a field as captain and the ball goes in the opposite direction of where it should and things like that. Days. And I went at like sixes and there was a few drop catches and it was just freezing cold. And you can just tell everyone's done with cricket. We've got one more game and just the trough of the week. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, do you know what? I don't know if I've got a trough of the week. You can't bring back Pop Peak and Trough of the Week or whatever it's called and then not have one. Um, my two best mates that aren't you were in Didsbury Village the other day and I had to wave at them through the window because I'm te- I was in an, you know, isolation. I'd had my COVID test. I wasn't allowed to see anyone. And it just, it just got to me again. And I feel like I say this all the time on the pod, but... It just got to me like how much we sacrifice to play sport. And sometimes it gets forgotten about, especially now there's crowds back and people are coming to watch cricket again. I think it, you know, it just reminded me of how much we've given to be able to play cricket this summer. Yeah, that that is fair. But the video of you waving out your window is very funny. <laughs> yeah, it was funny, wasn't it? Yeah. Any more sticky notes? Loads, Al. Absolutely okay. loads. We've talked about the test match crowd, so I can get rid of that one. Should I do... Have, have you got one right now? Yeah, I'd just like to touch on one. Uh, we did a little beef last week, didn't we? Um, and I've got a bit of beef with you, actually, now. Oh, no. So you said on the podcast last week, and I know you were winding me up, but it really did hit home, that the reason that Thunder have been losing games of cricket is because I've been playing again. Yep, I did say that. Your trough of the week, actually, just then, was you talking about losing badly a game of cricket like horrendously probably one of the worst losses that you've had all season or possibly as captain (laughs) and I wasn't there we really missed you yesterday like really missed you all I wanted to hear we've had a message on Instagram can you please do bucket hats because I will 100% buy one purely for the fact it's ugly as hell but it's got you two on it because somebody in a crowd made their own bucket hat with our faces on how outrageous was that i saw it we got tagged in it on the instagram page and i was like no way someone's having us on here but someone has actually and it's it's not just one picture of me and you it's thousands of mini pictures of me and you on this person's hat i I think i quite like it that person needs to make a little website and make some money off that because we're not allowed to sell any merchandise do what you want honestly yeah just just order your own order your own donate something to charity and we'll be happy yes couple more things did you see Player of the Week this week from the ICC? The Doggo. <laughs> the Doggo, yes. Yes, Razzle. how good. Razzle, Razzle, I think it was called. Razzle the Dog. Oh, my God. So the... Viral. <laughs> it went viral. So Ireland, is it, was it Ireland women or a, a, I don't even know what it was. Don't know who was playing. A women's game in Ireland and the ball gets hit out into the deep and a dog runs on the pitch and gets hold of the ball. The dog gets the ball after the ball gets thrown back to the wicketkeeper. The wicketkeeper launches the ball at the stumps in an attempt at run out. And then the dog <laughs> gets the ball. And all I can think about is whoever's owner, the owner of that dog must have been running on the pitch going, Razzle, 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 come Razzle. But you can, there's, there's a little boy that's chasing it. And you just think, oh my God, they're going to be so embarrassed that their dogs run on the pitch. I'm just going to double check it's called Razzle actually, because I might make that up. Well, even if it's not Dazzle. Good, Dazzle. <laughs> Dazzle the dog. Uh, Razzle works. Razzle works better. Rename it Razzle. Yeah. Razzle the dog. Dazzle the dog. Same, same, but different. Same, same, but different. Um, are you done with your sticky note? 
I have one more. Right, you go, and then I've got one more. I noticed something in this flat today. I've never seen it before. Your heating device is really slick and pretty. You've got <laughs> right? you've got one of them like <laughs> one of them smart meters. And yeah. I text you being like, how do I put the heating on? It's winter. It's absolutely. You, no, 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 no. That is not what you text me. What are you lying for? Okay. You actually can, you put the, can you put the heating on? Can you put the heating on for me for an hour? I don't know what to do. I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> because I had I have an app on my phone and you've got that little smart device. And I didn't know what to do. So you had to talk me through it. But it's very pretty once it's all switched on. It's good, isn't it? It's a little handy device. And also you can ask Alexa. Yeah, I know. I can't wait for tomorrow morning to be like, Alexa, I'm cold. Right. Are you ready for this? I don't know because you texted me the other day being like, you've got something for the podcast and you won't tell me what it is. Because I wanted a genuine reaction to this. So I was listening to the podcast last week, as I do and you don't do. I listened this week. And it came to my attention. And I didn't know about this, but I did not realize that I had only adopted an elephant for you for one year. Yes. So I'm just going to forward an email onto you. And I'm going to let you read it out on the podcast. Okay. But I have amended the situation. <laughs> I'm so nervous. Okay, I've sent it through to you, so you should get it now. Okay, just uploading. Kate Cross, thank you for your adoption. Forwarded. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Animal name. Vishana, warty pigs. <laughs> Package gold. Hi, Catherine. Thank you for your Vishan one. Is that, how do you say that? Um, I don't know, but it looks like Vizayan, warty pig. So you've, we are, cer- we are certain that Alex, space, middle name, Andra, <laughs> will love it. <laughs> so you've, ad- you've adopted me a pig. A warty pig. A warty pig. Okay, that, I mean, that's cost you 90 quid. Well, because with the gold membership, you got two admission fees and I owe you a trip to Chester Zoo. So I bought it as a gold package. But I was looking at these animals and I was thinking, what can I adopt for? Because you've had the elephant now, you did the trunk, you've had yeah. it all. And I thought, who out there is adopting a warty pig for their kid? No one. Yeah. So I thought you can adopt those little water pigs and on the little plaque it says Alex, Andrea, Hartley <laughs> and I think we should go and see them. Because we've got two free admissions. So basically I got a free pig. So, no, they weren't free admissions because it came with the gold membership so I've had to pay for the admission. <laughs> so good though. I'm, oh, thank you for my warty pig. You, so you are now the proud mum of a warty pig. So last year I got a little booklet with a picture of my elephant. So hopefully this year I get a booklet with my warty pig. And if you have to go to the zoo dressed as an animal, I'd love to see you dressed as a little warty pig. Right, brilliant. Of course you would. <laughs> I don't need to dress up for that. No, like mother, like daughter. Oh, do we have time for questions or do we, we're just going to have to introduce the guest? I think we need to go into the guest. This is going to, we said it would be a long episode. In fact, I've got one set of questions that I promised I was going to read out today okay, okay and so much so these came through to me on an Instagram message because we've been ignoring our emails so let me okay right well we'll quickly go upstairs with we've got to go up with Anna again she messaged yeah. us she messaged us saying thanks thank you for taking her upstairs Anytime, so Anna, Anna Harris we're going again <laughs> Hello, Kate and Alex. Sharuk here from Karachi in Pakistan. Guess who's back? Back again. Sharuk's back with her <laughs> mails. Sorry about that, but my last two mails didn't get read out, so I'm thinking persistence is key. I'm going to try yes. for a third time. <laughs> here are my questions. Cue Amy Satterthwaite accent. My questions. Questions. Kate. Are we just going to let Alex's story about the amazing Emma Raducanu as the US Open win slide where she called out, remember the name? <laughs> How good was that from me? I was like, Emma Raducanu, what? Raducanu, what? Raducanu. can't even say the name. Wow. Remember the name. Remember the name, but learn how to say the name before you talk about it on the podcast. Say it again for me. Raducanu. Ranacardi. <laughs> 
<laughs> you like Joey and friends when he tries to learn French. Radicanu. Radicanu. Well done. Number two. Whilst re-listening to Carlos's episode, I heard about the anonymous toy animal prankster, which in recent weeks had com- completely slipped my mind. Did you guys ever find out who was in charge of that? A conclusion to the story will do my OCD a lot of good. We did, didn't we? We did. And two pranksters. In fact, everyone's turned into pranksters, but it was... Danielle Collins. And Laura Jackson. The two that pranked me by wrapping all my kit in cling film. I've kept my little animals, though, have you? Yep, I brought them with me on this trip. Nice. Question number three. Have you got any updates on Emma Lamb's hand? She got injured yesterday. She did get injured yesterday. Um, strange that they're resending these questions from a previous email, but they're new questions. Maybe they can read the future. Put um, the lottery Lammy, on tonight. Lammy has gone for an x-ray today on her thumb because she may or may not have broken it. We don't know. Well, let's keep our fingers crossed. There's another question, which I'm not going to ask because it's about getting... Tell you what, a lot of people have said this to us recently about how good Soph was and we need to get her back on the podcast. Yeah. And everyone loved your episode. Just go back and listen to that one again. Yeah, just keep going with it, yeah. Shall we introduce this week's guest? Speaking of guests, shall we? Lego. It's one of our best. Right, Crossy, as always, it gives me great pleasure to introduce this week's guest. We've got England's all-time best bowler, king of the swingers, and oh, he's got a little podcast. It's Jimmy Anderson. Hello. Thank you so much for agreeing to come on the podcast. Actually, we've got a bones pick with you to start with because we were supposed to do a Tailenders crossover with you. It's been mm. in the pipeline for months. Last time I spoke to Greg, he said he was going to put it in the group and work out when we could all do it. And still nothing has surfaced. So there's someone in that WhatsApp group that really doesn't want to do that crossover. So who is it? I don't know. I think it's just trying to find time to, to get it in the diary, to be honest. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. It's definitely, it's, he definitely mentioned it. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely have to do it at some point. Felix White's going, nah, don't want to get, don't want to do it. No, it's definitely not him. I think it's matching. <laughs> Could be. Could be. I don't want to name names. But, but there's it's definitely someone. matching. <laughs> How are you Maybe. doing? I'm good. Been a bit of a strange week uh, with the test match being canned on Friday, but yeah, I'm all right. We were yeah. about to say that you should be day four of the final test at Old Trafford, but you're not. You're at home. So that was all a bit strange. Yeah, it was a bit strange. It was uh, like such a shame as well because it was a brilliant series and getting to play at Old Trafford, my home ground, uh, could have come to it, could be an, an amazing climax as well to the series, sort of, you know, because of the, the quality of the cricket throughout. But, um, yeah, it was just a very weird few days. Um, <laughs> when I, did you yeah. guys? When did you guys actually find out that it was off? The morning of the game. So you'd not warmed up. So that's a bonus. That's a bonus. But I, I got woken up at like quarter past seven by Chris Silverwood, saying, "Don't bother coming to the ground. Um, there's no <laughs> you play think you today." Got dropped? So. Yeah, I, was, yeah, I did wonder what was going on. I, well, firstly, I was fuming. I missed the first call because he woke me up. And then when I answered the second time, he was like, yeah, don't bother coming to the ground. And then as the morning went on, we found out more more information and the fact that it wasn't just wasn't going ahead at all. Well, your test match's loss was our gain because all of the test match fans came to watch us at sale. All of them. Al, there was, there was 200 people there. All right, like okay. 26 <laughs> <All right. laughs> Imagine if you had thousands of people at sale. But we had everyone in fancy dress and it was brilliant. Yeah, I did see pictures from that. I saw a few people on Twitter like redirecting people to sale who were meant to be going to the test match. Um, and I've seen pictures of like frogs and wizards on the boundary. Yeah. It was uh, and then a bit, maybe a game of cricket at the end of the, uh, the actual game. It was actually really embarrassing. And I was like, oh, we've got these test match fans coming to watch. We've just been bowled out for 110. Couldn't have been a worse game to come and watch. <laughs> They loved it, though. They actually came up to us and thanked us because they got no cricket to watch and they got to come and watch us. Um, but you need to explain the wizard and the frog thing because I like I don't listen to your podcast. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, but yeah, there's some context there that we're missing. So can you explain that to our listeners, please? Oh, God. I mean, I, I can't really. <laughs> so basically, Matt 
on our podcast, who's a shoe salesman from Bristol, for those that haven't listened, uh, he had no, no idea about cricket before he joined our podcast. And then two years later, he's he somehow the font of all knowledge about cricket. Um, he gave me this kind of um, sort of, I don't know what, what you call it, like an ultimatum type thing, saying, would I rather have another 10 years of playing international cricket, not ageing, but I'd have a frog chasing me around for the rest of my career. And if the, if the frog catches me, then it kills me. Right. Um, and it so was where's the wizard, wizard come into it? The, the wizard, I think it was a wizard that came up with the frog. It's the wizard's, the wizard's frog. Uh, or would I rather just carry, I think I'd just rather carry on and not have a frog chasing me around. But since he's mentioned that, there have been sightings of frogs at cricket grounds uh, in fancy dress throughout the test series, which has been uh, quite funny. So we, we batted first um, and then fielding, I was, that, I was out at Cow and there's a group of lads behind me. So I was like, where are you guys from? And they were like, from London. I was like, whoa, what are you doing up here then? It took me till like the 30th over of the second innings to work out that the test match fancy dress had come to watch us. I just thought people were dead keen on women's cricket. After <laughs> right. What's next for you then, Jimmy? So you're at home now. You've got no test cricket. What's next? Um, I'm going to spend the rest of the month playing golf. I think, and then should start thinking about Australia. We uh, we head to Australia in the start of November. So October we'll be trying to get in shape for that, trying to get fit and maybe a bit of bowling just to, to get ready for that. Just a bit of bowling. You've actually done, yeah. a, you've done a lot of bowling this summer. Yeah. So I do, that's what I mean. I was genuinely serious when I said a little bit of bowling because I'm not going to overdo it because we've got a month once we get there. To, to get up to speed. So I'm, I'm just going to try and relax the next few weeks because I've done quite a bit over the last like five, six weeks. And then um, I'll just tick over because I, I hate bowling indoors. I don't know about you, but I absolutely oh. hate bowling indoors. It's, it's nothing more soul-destroying, really. Is there anything worse than cricket pre-season? <laughs> Definitely not. No. <laughs> I don't understand. Like the press have been saying how much you've been bowling and like you needed to be rested for this last game that didn't go ahead anyway. What would another like 60 overs have been though when you're not playing for another two months? Um, yeah. Other than a possible side strain. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good point. I think, yeah, the, the muscle injuries come into it a bit and the fact that like the over I felt really tired towards the end of that game. So I did feel, I, I did worry that I was going to, get fatigued quite quickly in this last test but I think I'd have got through it like you say one more test and then a few weeks off it's tiring when frogs are chasing you though that'll help me wouldn't it <laughs> you've got more running to do yeah but I think the the fear factor that I'm dead if it ca- catches me yeah. would, uh, would spur me on <laughs> we thought our podcast was a shambles <laughs> oh, oh this is a shambles <laughs> um we actually heard a little bit of a rumor going through the summer I've got it on good authority that it's true, actually. But you could have potentially signed for the Manchester Originals. Can you confirm? Mm, yeah. You were well, going No, I think the um, all the centrally contracted players were given teams. So I was asked at the early stages whether I would want to go into the draft or be associated with a team. So it was. I think it was, I made a decision I wasn't going to play in it, basically. But yeah. I don't think we'll ever know if I'd have. So this doesn't got the match chance. my timeline. No, <laughs> I found out once we played at the Oval that opening night. I was speaking to a certain head coach, and I said who would have been the replacement player for maybe Ollie Rob, and he said they were thinking about signing you. Yeah, well, I didn't hear from him. So. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask him. They didn't would sign you... anyone instead. <laughs> How good is it though that your career is just like an economy rate of three? rather than getting hit for 15s like me and I'll do every single week. Yeah. Yeah, but you say that. I've, I've played 196 one-day internationals when I, when I went up about five and over. So I've had the experience of it and I hate it. So yeah, but that was <laughs> I when... Hate, back... but I hate the thought of it now, going back to it. You can't count 196 one-day games from like 10 years ago because the game's moved on since then. People, <laughs> that, people that was when 180 was a winning score. I, I, still, I still managed to go for 90 off 10 overs a few times. Um, <laughs> can happen can happen yeah can happen yeah. <laughs> so you are obviously very good at cricket 
and Lancashire's your home your home ground you've grown up playing cricket there did you ask for an end to be named after you or did you want a stand uh, I didn't ask for it. I told them to do it. Right, okay. <laughs> Demanded it. Um, no, I did um, Do you know what? I, I got told that they were going to do, spend a lot of money on a sort of floor-to-ceiling painting for, like, the long room. <laughs> what? Of you? Yeah. <laughs> and Ashley Giles was head coach at the time, and he said, this is what they're thinking. And I was like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> He said, yeah, I'll go back to them and, and say, is there anything else that maybe you could um, do if you're going to do something of, of that sort of nature? And then the end sort of came around. <laughs> I mean, I don't, a whole wall painted of you, that, I'd have hated that as well. Not me yeah. because it's you. <laughs> the one I mean, <laughs> picture of you. I mean, if it was me. Yeah, it'd be awful, wouldn't it? If, especially if you spend a lot of time at the ground, you're walking in every day and there's a big... And you don't know who's going to do... Have you seen some of the paintings at Lords as well? Yeah, You've got to be really careful about who does it because some of them are shocking. Yeah, they are. I think my probable ones is awful. They would have yeah, probably commissioned... Really they'd have probably commissioned a little kid to do it. <laughs> <laughs> would have been awful. But saying that, when the test match was meant to be on, there was a big floor-to-ceiling picture of you outside the reception of, of the pavilion. Yeah. I think that's just advertising the game, isn't it? Yeah, but so you got both, so win-win. Do you find it embarrassing you've got a, a name end after you? Or do you like it? Um, it, doesn't, it doesn't happen in people's careers normally, does it? It's normally like once you've retired. Yeah, I think it, it's nice that I, I, I've been able to bowl at that end, but I find it a bit strange, a bit weird, like when, especially when they announce it, because they don't really know what to say, the announcers. They're like, they don't know how what tone of voice to use as they're saying it. What tone would you like it to be? Said in? Just, just normal. X Factor. I remember the. I think I remember the first time I bowled there, and it was like from the James Anderson end. James Anderson, like just a bit <laughs> like trying to be a comedian. Crossy, which end do you have the most success at? Um, I actually, yeah, from Jimmy's end, I have most success. Um, I don't bowl that well from the Brian Statham end. Right, you've had a million fifers, and I've got a genuine question about. If you right, if you took three wickets in the first eighty overs with the old ball, and then took two for with the new ball, which ball do you keep? The old one. Always. More often than not. What does it depend on? How many wickets you take with each ball? No, it depends on how many overs I bowl with the second new ball. Because if it looks brand new, and then you keep it, and you say I've got five with this, well, of course you got five for that. It's like brand new, isn't it? <laughs> but then if you've got an old ball. It looks and you and people say, "God, you got five wickets with this. That's unbelievable. It's like a dog's chewed it." But you, but you, like got, one. you got it when it was new. Got your wickets when it was new. Mm, yeah, but so if you if you took five for with the new ball, would yeah. you keep the old ball? Yeah, keep no, keep the new ball. <laughs> if I got a wicket with the old ball, all right. What well, what about one and four? So you got four with the new one, one with the old one. Yeah, probably the new one. This is really. <laughs> Thought about this. I've never even thought about it. We don't get these opportunities because we don't play much test cricket. So I, you know, I've never got a got to keep a red ball. So I was just wondering. Have you not got a test match five for? I thought you did. No. Oh, neither have I. Never played test cricket. Anyway, (laughs) what's it like being the best seamer in history? And was it always a goal, or did it just sort of happen? I don't actually see myself as that. I think um, I see. You know. I think what I've done well is managed to play for a long period of time. That's why I've got more wickets than anyone else because I've played more games than anyone else. You know, I look at the, the some unbelievable bowlers in the past and there are currently as well in world cricket. So I don't really see myself as the best. My, I, I just see uh, myself as very fortunate to have played as much as I have. And I feel like I can, you know, I've still got more to offer as well, more to, I still want to keep playing. Well, like newsflash, you are. Yeah, the world's best seamer. That was such an ECB answer. Was it? Yeah. That was ge- that's genuinely how I feel, though. I don't. I don't see myself as anything other than someone who just tries to. Like, I, I've obviously no, I'm good because I've grown up with watching some amazing bowlers, like Glenn McGrath, the best bowler I've ever seen. Dale Steyn, the best bowler of my generation. Like, th- there are so many 
great bowlers out there. I don't see myself at the top of that, that list. Fair. Very humble. Sorry for being the ECB answer. But... No, it's no, okay. You could have just been like, yeah, I'm, I'm world class. I'm what? <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, you won't know this because you won't listen to the podcast, but um, Jasper Brummer is our ambassador. He's our first ever ambassador for the podcast because he got no balls trending on Twitter a couple of weeks ago because he was bowling at you. Yeah. You remember it? I do. Just. <laughs> is it horrendous knowing that you're going to go in and have to face someone who's bowling 90 mile an hour and just wants to hurt you? Yeah, it's horrific. Like, my batting has gone so downhill in the last five years. I was never good, but I could... I used to do night watchmen, used to get the odd 20 or 30, uh, even got a 50 ones. But since like the last few years, I don't get a, one ball pitched up. I might get the odd Yorker. The rest of it is just there's a short leg, there's a flipping leg gully, slips everywhere. <laughs> and, and it's just, yeah, it's, it's a matter of survival for me now. If I come off the pitch unscathed, that's a successful innings for me. Right, from number 11 to number 11. Why Why have you got worse and not better then? I think because people just like figure, figured me out. My strength is spin. Very yeah. rarely face spin anymore. Because <laughs> um, they can't <laughs> bounce you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, I, I just, I've, no, I've no answer for the short ball. If I could pull or hook, then great. Then I've got an option, but I can't. Do you not practice I, I, I'm praying that the Australian battery of fast bowlers aren't listening to this because... Yeah, they tune um, in weekly, actually. Well, I'm I can guarantee. Anyway. They, I'm, they know I can't bat anyway. They're going to bounce me, aren't they? So. You've got some time off, though. Why don't you get in the indoor school, get in the fast lane at Old Trafford, get on the bowling machine. Ben, will, I'm sure he'll serve the balls for you. Get practising, you pulling and hooking. Yeah, great. I, I mean, that's that's worse than actually... The, the, the bravery that you need to bat, I think I'd rather save it for the game rather yeah, than nice. waste it in the nets. That's yeah. my theory. That makes sense. Rather than getting peppered by... I think um, bowling machine balls hurt more than cricket balls. Yeah, they do. They're awful. Don't know, I don't, never practice. You get a little, <laughs> pim- you get the little pimple marks as well. For, like it's not a C mark. It's like little dots on your body. It's awful. Right. No balls. Questions. We ask every one of our guests these questions. What is your best moment on a cricket field? Well, after discussing all that, that about my batting, I think getting fifty in a test match. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. You actually got like eighty odd, didn't you? I got 81, yeah. And I was like, so going at T, 81 out, not even thought about getting 100, hadn't even crossed my mind. And then Matt Pryor came up to me and said, only 19 more for 100. Oh, no. Nicked off the first ball after T. Oh, no. Yeah. But say so either that or um, winning the Ashes in Australia in 2011. We was, were, that the, was that the sprinkler Ashes? Was, yeah. Yeah, good Ashes. Um, but we, we, yeah, we won 3-1 and then we won the last test at Sydney and we all sat on the outfield having a beer at, um, at the SCG, kind of just having a chat and discussing the tour and stuff like that, which I thought was uh, really special. Okay, flip that. What's your worst moment on a cricket pitch? We've got a few, I think. The issue with uh, batting 11 is, or one of them, is um, that you generally, if you're batting last and you lose the game, you're the one getting out. Yeah. And you feel like you're letting yeah. the team down. You've got Your to shake the opposition's then, hand. Exactly. So that's not great. But I, I, like one thing that came straight into my head then was my first ever ball as a professional cricketer was for Lancashire second team at Blackpool. And I was a bit nervous. I was running in. As I was running in, I lost my run up a little bit. Started stuttering. My legs were a little bit jelly-like. As I've tried to take off, my back foot went through off stump. And I've just, so I've cleaned up the stump at the wrong end and fallen on the floor. That is pretty embarrassing. And um, Ian Gould, Gunner, was uh, umpire. So I'm, so I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. Oh, you just really you even let the ball go? I didn't let the ball go, no. Oh, that could have been worse and you could have hurt someone. True. Other than yourself. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just picturing you doing that. Um, your best teammate, your favourite teammate? I think um, my best mate that... Uh, I think Alistair Cook's probably sort of the best teammate who's then the best mate after cricket sort of thing, outside cricket. The guys in the dressing room like Swanee and Mark Wood stand out. Two mm. amazing characters and great tourists, great to have around. Good fun. Can be annoying, but 
Wokesy put Woody as his, Woody as his least favourite because yeah. he's so annoying. Yeah, but I like that. I like seeing how much he annoys everyone. <laughs> that I, I get I get kicks out of that watching everyone else get they just can't take because he's he's literally a hundred miles an hour every minute of the day. Um until he gets to about like half seven and then just keels over. Like a little baby. <laughs> yeah. Like a puppy with the zoomies. <laughs> right, who's your worst teammate then? Um someone that you just think, oh my god, you are so annoying. <laughs> There's a few. I don't think I can say a few of them. Go on. Um, they don't listen. I don't know. I don't. I don't think there's anyone really like. Cause the, the beauty of a like a dressing room is you can just walk out. Yeah. Like you don't, if someone's getting annoying, just walk out. Go to go and make a coffee or something. I think that's what I try and do. Like, if, but generally, I don't find anyone that annoying. Well, that was a rubbish answer. Lies. Sorry. Absolute yeah. lies. Yeah. You. You. I can see you going. There's so many names, but I just don't want. <laughs> I don't want to be can't. that person. All right then. <laughs> Your favourite dressing room and why? Edgebaston. I don't think I'm ever going in that one. No, neither. It's it's massive. It's got a great great setup. There's a gym there on the. It's all on the same level. Dressing room, viewing area with massive couches, so you can just watch cricket and fall asleep. Nice. Um, good physio room. Good food. Great food as well there. So I think that's probably my my favourite. Bit of a step up from yours, Al, from uh, Leicester. Yeah, my favourite is Leicester. Do you know why? My favourite dressing room is Leicester. <laughs> yeah, it's not my favourite ground. It's my one of the least. But I just like you get your own individual little, and you can stay away from everyone. Little cubby Le- hole. Yeah. Leicester? Great viewing area. It's changed since I've been there because it was, <laughs> it was a box. It is a box, yeah. On reflection, it was a very shambolic answer, but I've got to roll with it now. Or maybe it sums up where women cricket, where, where women played the cricket for like five years. Yeah. What was yours, Crossy? Uh, Wacker. Why? Just very good memories there. And when do you know played... why? It's actually because her name was on one of the lockers. It literally. I was just about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> when, I, it. when we played for the Scorchers, I had my name on my locker with like a little picture of me. It was class. So her favorite dressing room is because her ego got in the way. It's got a name on it. Yeah. Why not? Uh, what's your least favorite dressing room? Why have we got that? Least, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, least right. favorite. I th- I think the f- Australia pretty bad generally because they're underground. Yeah, um, they're so and dark no, and gloomy. Yeah, just, it's just like in a dungeon, and you all you can hear is like um, you can hear the crowd as well. So you're like, what? And the TV's always on a delay. So you're like, what was that? Was that a wicket? You're just on edge all the time. Can't relax. Tell you where is bad, Headingley, and I'm not just saying that because I'm from Lancashire, but the worst viewing area in the world. Do, do you know what happened with the viewing area there? No, they, they no. built they built the the new stand or whatever it is that. That green thing. Ugly looking thing. Built the dressing rooms and everything. And then when the cricket department were walking around, they said, where do the players watch the game? And they were like, oh. oh. Uh, <laughs> so they've actually stuck like a porter cabin on the, that, that viewing area that you can't really stand up in. It's like a porter cabin stuck on the side of the building. I mean, a viewing, a viewing area, area is key with a game of cricket. Yeah, surely. generally. <laughs> uh, last question. Who do you love getting out the most? Used to be Shane Watson. But... Um, why? I think the the be- just because we always had niggle, yeah, got out LBW a lot and reviewed it all the time. Yeah, we just always got at each other. I think we annoyed each other, so getting him out was nice. Um, but I don't know now. There's no one that I really like. Coley's a was a good one from the last series, just because I hardly ever get him out. Um, this series is in your in your pocket. I think I think just like the best player. I want to get the best player out all the time. That's the, that, that's the best one. Like, if you get the captain or the, the best player out, you've done the job for your team, haven't you? Right. Is that another ECB answer? Sorry, guys. No, no. That was that, good. That's good. <laughs> that was I nice. did want you to be like, I hate this person, so I'm getting them out, but never mind. No, nothing like that. <laughs> Who do you love getting out in training in your own team? Oh, nice. Rooty, probably. Captain, the best player. Best player. Get, yeah. Uh, Swanee's thing was always, always... He'd go into the net and make sure he was bowling at Andrew Strauss. Said, you've got a bowl at the captain, but got a bowl well at him. That gets you in the team. I've heard that, actually. But I can't imagine Joe Root ever thinking you're bowling at Moeen Alley in the net next to him, so you're not going to get picked. No. Well, I never used to bowl at Heather Knight. Look at me now. (laughs) (laughs) Now you just commentate on her. Right. Every week we do a quiz with our guests, which the numbers may or may not be true because... We've just got them off Google. So 
if we're <laughs> wrong, no one will know. You won't know, but you either get these right or wrong. So question number one of the famous no balls quiz. How many test runs have you conceded? I have no idea. Have a guess. Um, 10,000? 20? 16,827. 16, Does that surprise you? Not really. I was trying to figure out how many balls are bowled, and then, but that didn't help, obviously. <laughs> so you got that wrong. So how many test match runs have you scored? 1,200? Yeah. No. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll give you that. Do you want to... Do you want oh, the, the next... exact number? Yeah. Jesus. It's a quiz. It's a quiz, Jimmy. Obviously, we yeah, want the exact I, all right, answer. 1,173. So you guessed 1,200 and then went 1,173. Incorrect. You were closer <sighs> with your first answer. 1,210. 1,249, which means you actually owe the ECB 15,578 runs. Mm. So would you rather pay £10 a run or score or play until you score them all? I'd rather play till I score them all. <laughs> You've got a fixed bummer, though. Still rather play with till frog, I score With a frog more. chasing you. Right, you got that wrong. Next question. Is your... Right, you got to concentrate for this. Is your international T20 batting strike rate higher or lower than your test match bowling strike rate? Lower. Correct. Yes. Your, batting, your international T20 batting strike rate is 50 and is your it? bowling strike rate is 56.33. Buzzing with that. 50. It's quite, I, was quite, I was like, yeah, that's quite good. <laughs> I thought it'd be like 30 odds. You've only scored one run. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's set in like 18 games or something. Yeah. I suppose you don't bat much in T20. Nah, if you're batting in a T20, your teams let you down, aren't they? Right. Yeah. You are number one in the world, but what for? This isn't going to be a good thing, is it? No, it's not no, necessarily it a bad thing. Um, can I have a clue? Um, it's to do with bowling, so it's not a bad thing. You, you've needed help for this one. Mm. You've not done it on person. your own. What? Um... Jesus Christ, Jimmy. These listeners but, are going to be bored. <laughs> this could be absolutely anything, couldn't it? Yeah, it could. And you're probably going to get it wrong. Right, I'll go with um, most dismissals with another person. With who? Alistair Cook. Okay. Neil, no? sort of. you, are, you are number Nearly one in the of. world for the most wickets taken by a wicket keeper with 178. Ah, brilliant. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I'm delighted with that. <laughs> right, last question. We're boring you, I think. How many innings was it? <laughs> How many innings was it? Before you got your first duck? 57. Ooh, you're not that good. 54. 54. What is it? 54. 54. That's really impressive. I should have known that. Should have. Especially when your career highlight is to do with your batting. Exactly, yeah. Well, I think, I think you got one right in all of that. There are questions, though. Give me some questions that I can actually answer like about football or something. <laughs> yeah. On a cricket podcast. <laughs> right. That's it. We're, We're done. done. Thank you very much for coming on and taking a whole half an hour out of your day because you were late. So we didn't get an hour. I'm really sorry about that. But um, thanks for having me on. I've enjoyed it. Thanks we'll for see coming you. On. We'll see you for the No Balls Tailenders crossover. Get in that Absolutely. WhatsApp group and find out who hates us. I'll give the lads a nudge and um, yeah, we'll sort it out. Heard that before. Not happening. Good, good luck with your golf this next month. Thank you. Thanks, Jimmy. Bye. Cheers, guys. See ya. I mean, Al, we, I don't know how we do it sometimes, but we have just got the best seam bowler ever on this podcast. Like, how have we managed? Oh, and Jimmy was on here as well. Yeah. You, you, thanks for being on the podcast, Crossy. <laughs> um, I don't know how we do it because we've done it ourselves. Had no Again. help. Again. Yeah. Thanks to BBC. I mean, actually, thanks because they set up this soon for us. So cheers. Yeah. Um, but he was great. He was very Jimmy, wasn't he? When when people give him the grumpy northerner tag, you can kind of understand why, because there's not a lot of enthusiasm that goes into him. But I think he enjoyed it. I hope so. We'll see if he messages saying thanks. And if we don't hear from him again, then he didn't enjoy it. Well, yeah. And hopefully if he gives us a little retweet, that'll be helpful. That, oh, think of the followers. But I've got a quick question. Would you rather get chased by a frog whilst playing cricket or have to face Jasper Bumrah? 
I mean, if the frog catches up with me, I die. So I would rather face Jaspic Bumra. Yeah, but if, if Jaspic Bumra balls at you, you probably die anyway because he's hitting you in the throat. Yeah, no, I'd rather face him and just hope that he balls outside the leg stump or something. Off stump. Yeah, because that, that is probably what he would do. Yeah, just move it away, swing it away, swing one. Yeah. We are not sorry that this episode has been so long. Nah, we, not in the slightest. We're, you know what? You tell us that you love the podcast. You, you're making your own merchandise now. This is this is just got into a... We were in a rabbit hole, Al, and I don't think we're coming out of it. We're not. So, guys, keep, please, keep, keep getting in touch. We do see all your messages. Email us on... Noballspodcast at bbc.co.uk. Noballspodcast at bbc.co.uk. Noballspodcast at bbc.co.uk. It's so, so good. good. They, they said, nearly it said it twice. Wow. Um, we'll see you next week. We've got a few more guests lined up for us, and we have got your emails. We've not ignored them. We've, we have. We've just not had time. Because when we have a guest, it's hard to do emails, but stick with us. We've got you. We do got you. Bye, guys. See you. Bye. <laughs>Cross strikes in the first over. It's what England were looking for. Hartley falls down the track, comes scoring this time. Chicken acts. It's either six or out. It's six. Hey guys, I'm Charlie XCX. Now we all have our ultimate playlist, right? The songs we love, the ones that bring back memories and represent the good times and, of course, get us through the not-so-good times. Join me for Charlie XCX's best song ever, my podcast where I'm going to interview some of my favourite people from the worlds of music, film, art and fashion, exploring the perfect tracks for life's ultimate playlist. It's a record that makes everybody want to come to the dance floor. It's so joyous. With all the highs, lows and fascinating stories behind every single selection. It makes me break down and cry Yeah, because it's beautiful. Charlie XCX's best song ever. Available now on BBC Sounds. BBC Sounds. Music, radio, podcasts.